Hi, welcome to the newest edition of Pro Pharma Talks. Today we're going to be talking about over-the-counter medications, but before we get into that, I'd like to remind you to hit like and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the newest edition of Pro Pharma Talks. My name is Alex Hernandez. Alongside me as always is Dr. Craig Stern. And uh, stay tuned, stay all the way to the end because we have a special surprise coming up for you at the end. But bef but now we're going to actually get into our topic for today, <laughs> which is OTCs. We're going to talk about over-the-counter medications. And what does that mean exactly? Well, before we do that, we do have to mention that today is Alex's birthday. We didn't have to mention that. <laughs> I'm not getting older. Um, <laughs> Alex is concerned that he's getting old. Yeah. And so he's. Um, I'm almost ready for that Denny's uh, discount. Denny's discount or an ARP membership. So everyone <laughs> who's watching, it's Alex's birthday. Okay. Now OTCs, over-the-counter medications. Uh, they're mm -hmm. available in pharmacies. They're available in markets. Uh, they're available in even certain um, stores next to um, next to uh, uh, gas stations. Mm -hmm. um, Over-the-counter medications don't require prescription. Um, the main thing to know about over-the-counter medicines is that they were approved by the Food and Drug Administration for safety. They were not approved for effectiveness. They were approved for safety. And the bottom line here, according to the FDA guidelines and rules, is that the important thing is that people are safe, not necessarily that um, the drugs are effective. Now, the major uh, comment to that, however, is that a significant number of the medications that are available over the counter today were once prescription medications. Uh, so, so as not a the result, fat free uh, fat burning pills that I usually no, get. no, no, not the no? fat burning pills for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are medications. They're topical. They're antihistamines. Uh, many medications uh, that are available were all once prescription medicines. So as a default, as a proxy, the medications were available at one time by prescription. And by prescription, they have to be approved for effectiveness and safety. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, the over-the-counter medications frequently are involved in products that are effective because they were once prescription and they um, are approved because they're safe. And that, you, can, you can find them anywhere. So they've been around for a long time. People usually know them by their name, usually by their brand name, right? That's like true. When that's people true. say, give me a Tylenol, and then they get the generic version, and it's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and um, the important thing here is, and I'm, I'm referencing because um, Pro Pharma and our interns uh, put together with me a formulary of over-the-counter that has information with regard to um, the medications and the dosing and the limits and support of information, etc. We use this, so disclaimer, we use this already in some of our analyses to let people know what the cost differentials are between some therapies, some prescription therapies, mm -hmm. and some over-the-counter uh, remedies that would treat the same thing. Right, and we typically what we, what we see is prescription drugs or drugs being prescribed that are often cheaper when, they're, um, when the patient goes for them 
for over the counter. Yes. Right. He's yes. Like, when they just yes. go to Rite Aid and get their Tylenol rather than paying forty eight bucks from the insurance, you can actually pay ten dollars from the Rite or Aid. whatever the or $4 fee. Yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever the fee is. Right. The the important thing is that. Um, there are cost savings, and the argument that's made, of course, is that you don't have to pay for a doctor copay. Right. You don't have to pay for the laboratory copay. Um, you're paying just whatever the whatever the over-the-counter medication is, and so many of them are in fact also available as generic. So if there is a cost issue in the brand mm -hmm. over-the-counter. You can certainly get it as generic in many cases so that you can save money at least usually somewhere around half or more. Right. Before we get into like all the cost benefits to these over-the-counter drugs, mm -hmm. why don't we talk about how most of them are used because there are some unique and clever ways for them to be used on the on the streets, you know, Dr. Stern. <laughs> well, <laughs> and what we are not, <laughs> what we are not advocating <laughs> is to use drugs for the wrong conditions. I like putting them in the spot, We're not too. that. <laughs> we will never be that. Um, mm -hmm. What we are identifying is that there are many medications that are used that for short-term uh, particular conditions, mm -hmm. acute conditions, right. these medications can be used. For chronic therapy, on the other hand, that's something that needs to be evaluated because there are risks to even some of these medications. You don't want to magnify the risk because of that. And I'll give you just some examples that I'm only picking about of here. Acetaminophen is available. Acetaminophen has been um, terribly effective for treatments for uh, acute pain. Terribly for in a good way. Terribly in a good way. Right. Uh, osteoarthritis, things like that. But you have to watch the dose. And mm -hmm. um, it's terribly important that you're not taking more than uh, 4,000 milligrams a day, or it can be liver toxic. Mm -hmm. um, those, It's on the label, but we have it also on ours that we use and that we use to support. Also, there's drugs like um, NSAIDs or ibuprofen, also known by brand as Motrin. Uh, and naproxen. Um, yeah, and, and also in most cases when you have to take a drug chronically, meaning like over a long period of time, you should be getting monitored within that, within that time of you taking it because the doctor has to look and see your progressions and see what's going on, seeing if you need a lower dose or a higher dose. You don't want to just take these over-the-counter drugs and just take them for long periods of time. That's correct. And the, and the important thing of what Alex is saying is that this is for acute therapy, for things that you use to treat for a few days at max. Mm -hmm. uh, some topical medications you may use um, in order to treat certain skin conditions, and that may take for a week or so. But once you start to treat and you're treating for a week, two weeks, then it's something that does need to be evaluated. Right. Clearly, um, the pharmacist is a first line of education. The physician as a second line because you see the pharmacist more frequently than you see the physician. But either way, long-term treatment with these medications is not uh, recommended. You want to give them to people so that they can be reviewed uh, by a clinician and make sure that they're being used in the appropriate way.
Before we get back into this topic, I'd like to talk to you about ProPharma's featured service, which is pre-certification for specialty medications. ProPharma evaluates benefit compliance as the reviewer for self-insured employers and health plans. Benefit compliance and appropriate claims payment are based upon several key factors, which include, is the request a covered benefit? Is the request FDA approved or for the supplied diagnosis? Is it a single dose? Is it a multi-dose? There's several more key factors, but if you would like to learn more, I'd like you to, to go to ProPharmaConsultants.com or give us a call at 888-701-5438 and request a free 15-minute online demo. Now let's get back to our regular broadcast. So you were talking about cost benefits earlier, like some of the some of the benefits to going over counter versus prescription meds. So why don't you get into more detail about that? How does that come into play for the patient? The the important issue here is um, some people call it value. I think most people have to understand. If you have a condition, is the drug really going to work for you? Mm -hmm. Or are you taking it with the hope that it's going to work for you? Now, much of it may be with hope if you don't really know, but you think that, well, I've got some pain, so maybe uh, if I take ibuprofen or naproxen that somehow it'll work for me. But either way, um, the most important issue is to try and ensure the fact that you're getting something that is going to have value, that it's going to be effective. Um, certainly the labels are important. Mm -hmm. Certainly you can ask your pharmacist about it in order to do it because they are trained as clinicians so that you can get appropriate information about how to use it. The most important thing is to, one, make sure that you have a good chance of effectiveness. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Antihistamines, for example, drugs like Zantac and, and Asifex and others, those drugs are very good to treat um, uh, kind of stomach upset that is a more acute kind of condition. Um, and it's important to realize that there is a limit on it. You just don't take this forever. You don't take it because you think that, well, I've got a stomach problem, and therefore if I take it, I'll never have another stomach problem. This is for <laughs> acute kind of condition. If you have a really... What was the name of that? Because I could probably use some <laughs> after this lunch we just had. Oh, my God. Um, um, <laughs> but you, you want to use something for an acute condition like a calcium carbonate or a Tums in order to deal with an acute problem that mm -hmm. you can fix or you can hope will fix um, in, in an hour or so. You want to take something like a Zantac, Asifex, Tagamet, etc. that you can fix hopefully within... Um, you know, a few days, and then certainly um, a proton pump inhibitor like Prilosec, Omeprazole, Nexium, et cetera, right. um, in order to deal with something that's going to potentially take a few weeks. But those are ones where potentially you have some serious um, stomach upset, you've got burning, et cetera, that is different than what we're talking about. Right. So there are limitations. We keep it here and we report on it. And we use this kind of a, of a uh, document to incorporate within our uh, analyses so that prescribers have that information and they know what the alternatives are. But right. it's terribly important that you uh, somehow try and ensure the fact that you've got a good chance of something working. Even with antihistamines, um, 
uh, in general, 50% of the people are going to get a benefit, 50% do not. Unfortunately, because there are no really good metrics for us to do, you can't take someone's blood pressure or take uh, you know their blood glucose uh, for their sugar or something. Right. In that regard, you can't really tell who those 50% are, but they can try it. They yeah. can find out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then they know that they do have to look at other uh, conditions. Right. So, but when, um, say you're that patient and you're going and you're looking for a particular drug for a particular issue, and you see there are three different versions of that same drug. You have that drug that comes in a bottle that is, looks like it comes from the manufacturer, has like, great graphic design on it and then you have to you have another one that is a store brand version say you're at a Rite Aid so you have the Rite Aid box and it's very generic box label on it and then you have another one that's from some other generic manufacturer so when a patient is looking at that they do they are, are is there any differences between the three I guess is what I'm trying to get at in general, no, there's no difference. Uh -huh. um, in fact, if cost is an issue, pick the generic. Right. Um, if you rely on a particular chain, then buy their chain as a less expensive alternative to the brand. Or if you're totally concerned that brand has the value and you're not going to have any other um, branded product, generics are no good, then, if clear, then clearly you're going to deal with the brand. But please understand, that most of this is made by major manufacturers who have also a generic subsidiary. Okay. The product is the same. It's going down the branded line. It's going down the generic line. So in that effect, you're not going to see a difference. Are there some differences between individuals taking medicine? Sure, there are. Are there some differences in how someone responds to one product or another? Yes. But in general, this is all about, um, in general, a 10 to 15% difference between people. And from a symptomatic standpoint, people couldn't tell the difference. So all of those arguments have been put out there because they're commercial arguments. People right. want to sell They want to the sell product. their product, yeah. Um, we're not against commercial products. We're not against uh, generic products or otherwise. This is not like 30 years ago where someone had a generic and you weren't sure whether something was made in a bathtub or not. <laughs> These are now made by major manufacturers. They're available in general all over the country, in many cases all over the world. They are used constantly in hospitals. They're used in the major health plans. So as a result of that, there isn't, uh, for example, you don't see pictures in the newspaper of people dying from particular drugs. Now you do find and it's common right now. It, um, uh, Zantac was recently removed uh, by several chains from the market. Why? Because it was identified that the raw materials that they bought, not within the United States raw materials, but raw materials that came from other countries, that those raw materials had impurities in them that could be cancer-causing. Mm. It's very small. No one's going to immediately get cancer from it. In fact, the chances of getting it are very, very, very small, um, significantly small. But I can imagine small. the headline. But the headline <laughs> is there, and so as a result yeah. of that, people have removed it uh, from uh, the remark. Now, you could say, well, the raw materials were made outside the United States, 
But in reality, this is a global business, um, the uh, largest producer of raw materials for brand drugs is India. The largest producer of generic raw materials is Israel. The producers of generic raw materials for uh, benzodiazepines like alprazolam and, and uh, et cetera are from Italy. Um, we're dealing with products that are being made all over the world. There's a generic market in South Africa, in Brazil, in Australia, um, in India, in China, all over the world, aside from the United States. And mm -hmm. so in that regard, that's not really a factual argument to address. You're dealing with products that are made everywhere, and they're being made um, uh, in, in uh, uh, versions right. that are cheaper. And in fact, even with the specialty medications, these drugs that cost $1,000 or more for dose, um, those are being copied all over the world, and now they're coming up with lesser and, and least costly products. They're still expensive to a degree, right. but they're being produced as cheaper than the branded product because people want a piece of that market. Right. So, like, in a nutshell, if you were to take, like, my original example, those three separate drugs, if you take one pill from each one, break it down, you have the same ingredients in each one. That's correct. And they'll do the same That's correct. thing. And if you're yeah. blindfolded and you picked one and you took it, you probably couldn't tell the difference between any of the three. Unless one was cherry flavored. Of course it was cherry flavored, yes. yes. That's a whole other argument. Yeah. So okay. um, so what, what's the important take home from here from for a, a patient's perspective? When you're looking for over-the-counter medications, what what is the number one resource for, I mean, it should be obvious, but they the, should know. The pharmacist yeah. is the drug resource. Right. They spend four years of college learning about drugs. One would hope. They are... They are, uh, well, certainly are interns. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, they are uh, expert in the uh, pharmacology, in the disease pathology, in the drugs themselves. They are experts. They're readily available. Um, one sees a pharmacist three times for every time they see a doctor, and pharmacies are available uh, almost on every corner. So yeah. they're available to talk to, find out what's the best thing to take, and effectively uh, use something that has a very good chance of being effective in you. Because there may be some differences in age, there may be some differences in uh, different genders, there may be some mm -hmm. differences in um, how you've taken it, where you have taken these things and they right. didn't work or they did work. So they can they can evaluate that and put it in the appropriate context. And in most cases, pharmacists come off nice. They come off as nice people. We hope so. Yeah, very sociable, so. approachable people. We hope so. <laughs> At least the pictures make it look that The way. pictures make it look <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that one giveaway we wanted to give you was this amazing 12-page OTC formulary, which has... All the drugs, the the categories that they're in, we're going to put up a, a link. It's going to be on our cloud. And um, here, let me see. The link is going to be like in this area. Maybe, oh, wait, over here? In this area? How about right above here in this area? <laughs> Somewhere in that region will be the link for the OTC formula area. It has the drugs, the dosage form of strength, indication, 
and support for each one, which will show you how to take it, how much to take per day, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, all that pharmacy talk. And so um, any other last things you want to no, say? No, I, we, 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 as I say, use this in our analyses. Um, and so this is, is part of what we're doing and giving some differentiation. Right. But it occurred to me when we talked about um, you know, discussing over-the-counter products, it would be appropriate to take this um, and print it out into a, a PDF or otherwise so it would yeah. be available to people and you could use it. And it is our gift to you to hopefully improve care. And it's free. It's our way of giving back to the community, right? On your birthday. On my birthday. <laughs> Great job for us. And um, that's it for today. We'd like to remind you to go to ProPharmaConsultants.com. We have a free information page called RxInfoX. You could also subscribe to our podcasts. We're now found all over the place, Apple Podcasts, you, everywhere. You can, I don't know how, there's like hundreds of different podcast apps now. But, yeah, you can find us on there. It, I think it'll be in this region <laughs> right here. Is that is that where it is? And then the subscribe button is right here somewhere? Down? Wait, I'm off screen now? So, right over here? Anyways, that's it for today. <laughs> we'll see you next week.